Good day to you believers. I pray that you all are blessed. Welcome to the True Vine Online with Pastor Truth. I pray that you're having a wonderful day today. Listen, I wanted to talk to you all today um, about your self-image. And not maybe even so much your self-image, but rather your godly image. What do you look like? As according to God, a lot of times we face self-esteem ideas or issues, rather. Um, We don't think that we're good enough. We don't think that we're smart enough. We don't think that we're um, blessed enough. We think as though we're too damaged, too broken, too bad. All of these things. And I want to help kind of dispense some myths about that whole thing, because we have to recognize who we are, not only who we are as individuals, but who we are according to God and our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. And this is important because when we recognize this, we're better able to get past some of the traps and the tricks that the enemy uses most to distract us, to deter us, to break us down, um, to literally steal kill and destroy who we are in Christ. There have been some times in my life, in truth, that I have not liked myself. I spent the longest time not caring about who I was, not caring whether I lived or died, not caring about anything regarding to me other than the fact that I was married and had kids and I loved my kids. I loved my wife. Um, I wanted them to have the best, even though I wasn't capable at the time of giving them the best. And that just added to my frustration. That just added to my problems. And that overall just added to this negative self-image that I had already had in the first place. And after years of recognizing this fact, I had to come to a strong point in my mind. And that was that a lot of times the reason why I didn't care about me was because I had become separated from the one who made me. Some people may not think that this is a real thing. Some people may think that this is pointless. But I tell you now, brothers and sisters, that this does have a point. How can you, as a creation, separate yourself, set yourself apart from your creator and then expect to have a positive outlook? It's just not possible. Because the creator is the one who tells you what you are. The creator is the one that gives you your function. The creator is the one who tells you your purpose. And without him to let you know, without him to unveil these things for you, then you have no clue who and what you are, nor what you are capable of. So you're just roaming around trying this and trying that trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to say this, trying to say that. And at the end of the day, you're feeling like you're doing nothing but failing because nothing seems to be working out right or nothing seems to last long when you do do it right. 
It's time for us to come back to the creator. Because not only does he create, but he sustains. So think of it in the sense of maybe um, electronic devices. If we are the creation, uh, the, the iPhone, the iPad, the Google device, whatever the case may be, and we separate ourselves from the manufacturer, then how can we receive the necessary updates that help us to function optimally? Interesting question, right? Because you see, we can only function for so long before we get any necessary updates because we can only do what we can do where we're at right then. Which may not be sufficient for the time that we're in. Which may not be sufficient for the task that we're on. And so now we're embarking on something greater than we are and we don't have the sufficient tools. To handle it, and then we wonder why we feel so depressed and so defeated. Listen, when David was going through, let's look at um, the eighth division of Psalms, starting at the third chapter. He says something interesting. He says, when I consider your heavens and the works of your hands and all that you created, essentially, I'm I'm paraphrasing. What is man that you are mindful of him? That's a good place to stop right there because... That's the question we have to ask. What is man that you are mindful of him? What is so special, God, about me that you would want to knock at the door of my heart trying to seek me out? What is so special, God, about me that you are willing to help me with things that I need help with? What is so special? About me, Lord, that you allowed your son to die on the cross for me. What is so special about me? I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't know what it is because I don't see anything special. I don't see anything wonderful. I don't see anything noteworthy. So what is so special about me? Hmm. Well, actually, it does rather answer that as you go along. It says, or the son of man that you visit me. The next part says, you made me a little lower than the angels. Wait a minute. Now, we know the angels, powerful spiritual beings that do the work and the will of God. But you make me a little bit lower than them. Made me a little bit lower than than these beautiful celestial creatures. The ones that I hear all the time that do these great, wonderful works that God uses so wonderfully. But how 
can you use me? What is so special about me that you can use me? Well, it really goes back to creation, doesn't it? You see, the Bible says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means carefully. Carefully made. If we were carefully made, we were made with pride. We were made with love. We were made in beauty. We were made in perfection. That's what wonderfully made means. And not only were we fearfully and wonderfully made, but we were made in his image. In the way that he looks. And after his likeness. What does his likeness mean? That means his character. We've been given the image and the character of our Lord and Savior, of our creator, of our God. And then to count it all down to a a very important part, then what does the next part in Psalms 8 say? It says that we were given dominion and authority over all things that were created on the earth. And we were given the power to put all things under our feet. Everything, every animal, every tree, every bird that soars in the air, every fish that swims in the ocean, and even the things below, we were given dominion over. Why is that? It all boils down to a four-letter word, L-O-V-E. God saw what he created, and it was good. God saw what he created, and he was proud of it. God saw what he created, and he decided to make it special above any other thing. Aside from only his perfect son, who was with him since the beginning. Because after all, his son was the word, and without the word, nothing could be made that was made. So, outside of that, what did he create? These wonderful beings. These wonderful creations that he had pride in, that he had love for, these creations that lived and moved and had their being according to him. That were clothed in his glory. That were made in his image after his likeness. Who were created to be like him. Only not equal to him. Lest we be prideful. And do as Satan did. To think that we can be him. And fall into perdition. Believers, I want you to know today. That your God made you. He made you for a purpose and a plan. We were made so that we could live, move, and have our being in him. 
so that we could have the best life possible. And had it not been for the fall of Adam, we would have been made to live almost completely in utter perfection. But of course, Adam fell. And now we were made into sin. Born into sin. Man born of a woman has but few days and they're filled with trouble. Because of Adam's fall. So. We're born into sin now. Does that mean that we're completely damaged? That we're unredeemable? That we're doomed to make mistakes, to be dirty, to be filthy? No, that's not what that means. Because, see, there was a man named Jesus who is the Word. who thought it not robbery to be equal to God but came to earth took on the form of a servant and began to serve the people of God so that one day they might come to know him as the Messiah so that one day they might know him as the savior of the whole world, the one who has power to redeem them from their sins, the one that has the power to offer them salvation. And he was tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights, but yet was not caught in sin. so that he can know the brunt of what temptation does to the human spirit, but to also show us how we, through faith in him, could combat sin and could be made righteous through him and then he shed his blood for us He died for us. He gave up the ghost and was laid in the sepulcher for three days. And then he rose again with all power in his hand and now sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Why? Because he loves us. Why? Because he adores us. Why? Because he can't stand the thought of us being separated from him. Why? Because we're in a bad state, rolled up in sin, and he wanted to give us a way to be redeemed back to him because he loves us and he wants us with him. His darling creation, his darling believers, his darling brothers and sisters in Christ, his darling in himself. Hallelujah. His, his, his daddy's kids. 
that he created. Hallelujah. He wants us all to be with him. He wants us all to enjoy the fruits of what he has prepared. Behold, I have gone to prepare a place for you. And if I had not, then I would tell you so. Hallelujah. He has prepared a place for us. Why? Because we're important to him. Why? Because we matter to him. Why? Because we're essential to him. Amen. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of the fact that he loves us. That's just simple and plain. And because he loves us, he made us important. Now, who are you? What are you? Why are you so important? You're dirty, you're filthy, you're sin-filled, and yet he loves you. He wants you. Why? Because he loves you. You are near and dear to his heart. And through his sacrifice and through his shed blood, all of those things that we've inherited from Adam can be washed away clean and we could be made perfected by him. We could be considered righteous and holy through him. All of those things which were before can be shed away and behold, all new things will come. You don't have to do nothing special for it. You don't have to sign up for any particular type of memberships. You don't have to work and toil your way to the bone or anything. We just have to believe on him and have faith. And confess with our mouths that the very truth of him is real in our hearts. It is the truth after all. And then we can enjoy the bounty of his blessings. Does that make life perfect? No. But we're guaranteed that we have help because he loves us. We're guaranteed to have a comforter because he loves us. We're guaranteed to have a source of peace because he loves us. We're guaranteed to have some joy in our life because he loves us. We are the loved of Christ. We are the loved of God. And if there's anything that I can teach you from this message, that is simply it. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many times you've backslidden. It doesn't matter how many times you've made a mistake. It doesn't matter how many cigarettes you smoked, how many women or men you slept with. It doesn't matter how much liquor you drank. It doesn't matter how many people you've talked to or talked about. It doesn't matter any of those things. Why? Because we're loved by him. And as long as we can give ourselves over to him, As him being our Lord and our Savior, he is willing to give us the benefit and the bounty of his blessings, of his uh, love, excuse me, of his joy, his grace, his mercy. Because of his love, according to the steadfast love wherewith he loved us. We are one of his greatest creations. We are his mini-me's. Hallelujah. Don't let the world tell you you're less than. Don't let the world tell you you're not worthy. 
Don't let the world tell you that you're no good. Don't let the world tell you that you're not made of anything special because you were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image, after his likeness, made with a purpose and a plan to do his good work so you can be reconciled home to him and so you could bring others with you. Until we all come to, together to be caught up with them in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I encourage you to remind yourself of what the word of God says about us. I encourage you to remind yourself to ask yourself that question again. What is man that he is mindful of him? Or the son of man that he visits him. Why does he come and visit us? Why, why are we so special to him? And then remind yourself of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Remind yourself of whose image you were made in. Whose character, base character you have been endowed with. And remind yourself of that first love. Before you ever knew love in any other creation, you knew love of the creator. And that's been a love that's lasted with you a whole lifetime, however many years you've been here. And it will stay with you until the very end of the age. You, believer, are special and important because you have been created and you are loved by God. This is Pastor Truth from the Vineyard True Vine Ministries saying God bless you. May the Lord God keep you and bless you. And just know that you are loved of God.